Alright, that should be enough. Okay. So you ready for this? Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast not so weekly hasn't been on for a little while sorry we've been away sorry we'll get if there is any listeners left i'm sorry i know i'm your host west of scotland bronze medalist in the 2017 freestyle fidget spinner championships (laughs) dave (laughs) And I'm Mona Lisa. I'm not a therapist, but I play one on TV. And we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I always say internet. 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 On the internet. I will read the problems that my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Hi, we're back, yay. Hi, hi, yeah, I forgot how to do this. Oh. I know, I forgot, I completely am like... I don't know words. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, what are the words that you say on the microphone, man? Technically, it's I blame you that we've been away for so long. So yes, that is true. We've had a very turbulent few months... Everything's good. It's just lots of stress, mm-hmm. like lots of lots of lots of busyness. And do you know what? See, when times are tough, we all need to make sure that we're practicing self care, looking after ourselves in two thousand eighteen. And that's what this absence was: self care, radical self care. Right. I didn't expect you to go that way, but cool. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. I mean, I need to make it sound like you know we had a good reason to be away. sometimes life gets in the way and that's unfortunate and you know normally I would be the one that I'm like what comes first just don't sleep but this is this was a ridiculous time of just unbelievable busyness but we're back weekly weekly from now on yeah (laughs) nothing could ever get in the way (laughs) no we have plans we're going to make this happen I take my hoodie off it's so hot all of a sudden are you hot I'm hot not hot. I'm always cold, and then if I get hot, I just fall asleep like a cat. So yeah, we're back. I'm excited. I feel like we're going to be really terrible at this. I don't think we were necessarily good to begin with, but I feel like I don't know how to talk anymore. Yeah, if this episode's a little bit rough around the edges, you'll have to forgive us. We've forgotten how to be self-confident when being recorded, so. So obviously a lot of the problems that we've done so far was quite reactionary to news stories happening at the moment. Just because, I mean, we'd obviously, it was always going to be reactionary to certain news stories and then it was always going to have an element of like, kind of, uh, historical characters or just famous people throughout history or whatever. But I mean, it just so happened that like, these ridiculous stories Mm we're just kept landing on our lap in the news like who knew like Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein everyone, you know it just kept happening so mm-hmm. we just kept doing that but there is only so many times you can have the story being that a man is a rapist right well and this is it and and a lot of the time I just find that like especially now the media you know 
even though I work in media, it just sometimes it's so terrible. It's just the same story over and over and over again, and I don't really want to do that. I think that sometimes we need to come at these things from a different perspective. So mm. I like that I I am very passionate about us tackling some historical, historical figures. Historical figures, yeah. Or not just even historical figures, just pop culture figures or just, you know. Hmm. Obviously, if there's a week where it comes out like that Donald Trump had sex with a porn star and she smacked him on the ass with an issue of Forbes magazine. I can't even mentally like we'll deal with that. that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I feel like that'll just be the thing that pushed me over the edge. I know, but the like, thing is, right, so we did Donald Trump first week, right, but... You could. When's the right time to pull the trigger on the Donald Trump episode? You know, mm. there's always fucking something. Yeah, and part of it is I'm just like bored of him. Bored of talking about him now. Yeah, I think he needed to be talked about, but then I'd rather talk about you know Donald Trump is you know just one segment of a very long snake of horrible men throughout history. Well, this is it. There is. There is. He is not a unique character as much as people might paint it that way and say this is not normal. He's not unique. No, no. I mean, that's the worst part about it. Mm. There's just, just a long line of awful, awful people. Keep your ears peeled for our episode on the Marquis de Sade. <laughs> so I'm a historical reference there. Yeah, You're not the only one who knows about history. I know all about <laughs> the Marquis de Sade. Uh, I, I don't know. Hopefully, I think it'll be interesting. I think... It'll be the same format, but just maybe... And we did we did Marie Antoinette, actually. We did, yeah, but I think uh, I just want to set the stall out and say like the whole point of this is not necessarily to respond to what's happening in the news, but we, we don't want to make it clear that we're going to be dipping through history. We're going to try to be uh, entertaining and educational. And also, so, obviously, we want... We still, if you have any problems, like please submit to us. In the description will be how you could submit problems. And we want and sometimes we we want funny problems, but we also want serious problems. Mm-hmm. And we want to just discuss different stuff like that. You know, you know, help different us, stuff. Help us, you know, help us evolve. You know, help we us just want to talk about different stuff. You know, just riff. like call in, call in, just call, call we in. Should, we should absolutely get like a phone number. I like, wish that was. I wish we could do that. Listen, we get enough listeners, we can make that happen. Can I get like a headset, like a call center or Madonna, which is why I used ah, to justify to myself when I worked yes. at a call center that I was like Madonna with this headset, even though it was like a disgusting, like used headset. <laughs> I mean, you basically were Madonna. You wore that cone bra to work every day. <laughs> that is true. Okay, should we uh, should we do some problems or? Yeah, we should do some problems. Yeah. Also, if any, I just wanted to say, if anyone like is you know sad that we weren't here and thinks like these assholes should record weekly, uh, pay us, and then we'll do it. No more downtime. Ah. That's right. You want What do you mean pay pay on my what? I don't know, just fucking PayPal me or something. Venmo me. That's what the girls say on the internet now, isn't it? Venmo me. Is that a thing? What's it's an American app where you can get right. money and like every every Instagram account I follow now is just like Hey, what's up? You want to look at my pictures? Venmo me. I mean I kind of respect the hustle of that. You want to be an ally? Venmo me. Right. Sometimes I see that on Instagram. People are just like, they don't even do anything for it. It's not even like, I'll draw you a shit picture for it. It's just literally, give me money, please. Yeah, no, totally. I respect the hustle. Yeah, I do too. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. All right, our first letter back after a long absence. Let's hope it's a good one. I've not opened it yet. Russell, Russell, that's me opening the envelope (laughs) that it came in. (coughs) Okay. Anyong Haseo, Dave and Lisa... (laughs) I read many articles about how young Western millennials struggle to get any kind of wealth or status in life, but let me tell you from experience, being on top isn't as great as it sounds. I'm just 33 years old, and already 
and the Supreme Commander of the KPA, the First Secretary of the WPK, Chairman of the Central Military Commission of the WPK, First Chairman of the National Defence Commission of the DPRK, Chairman of the WPK, Chairman of the State Affairs Commission, and Supreme Leader of the DPRK. You can't find a shitty barista job to put food on the table? Try having seven jobs and still not being able to buy food because of crippling trade sanctions placed on your entire nation by an international cabal of bloodthirsty imperialist dogs. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but the entire world thinks I'm an evil dictator, hell-bent on ensuring their fiery nuclear doom. Yes, that's right. All I'm trying to do is keep my grandfather's revolutionary dreams of self-reliance alive in the face of unbridled aggression from abroad, and everyone has the gall to call me Rocket Man, to make jokes about the size of my nuclear button, and to even say I'm unqualified from my job. Personally, I think I'm way more qualified than a half-baked, developmentally stunted, sociopathic reality TV show host and self-confessed sexual predator. I don't get it. They talk about famine and subjugation and authoritarianism here. But have you seen a Trump rally? Those baying rubes will buy any nonsense <laughs> that man spouts. In the UK, your democratically elected government seems to delight in sending you to the food banks, freezing pensioners to death in their homes and driving disabled citizens to their death by forcing them into work. How am I the bad guy, halfway around the world, doing what I can? I'm overworked, I'm tired, I'm putting on weight, my self-care regime has totally taken a nosedive and I'm having a complete public image disaster right now. Can you help me put the record straight and tell me how I can get the respect that I deserve? And this is from Kim Jong-un in North Korea. Well. Well, Mr. Kim, all the way from North Korea. Hello, Mr. Kim. Um, well. Wow, sounds like he's having a real hard time. And I feel sorry for him. I feel like, first of all, right, before we tackle this, I feel like we need to have a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. Because I have some strong feelings about Mr. Kim. Just, all right, okay, he's done some horrible things. Mm -hmm. Like any, like most world leaders, does Mm -hmm. some horrible things. And there's a lot of problematic things. But at the same time, oh, some part of him's such an icon. Everyone has to get the same haircut as him. (laughs) Well, as you know, I am actually a Marxist-Leninist third-worldist, so I completely support North Korea and everything they do, including executing people for listening to K-pop and watching dramas. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Can we get back to the haircuts a little bit? So there's like twenty, there's like 10 haircuts for men that you're allowed, and there's like 18 haircuts for women or something, which I am like obsessed with. Why do you get more? With, with the women. Well, there's so much more variation with women's hair. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> I'm so. Do you know what, right? Do you know what the weirdest part about that is, though? How, what are the 10 men's haircuts? No, even? seriously. It's, like, surely it's a Kim Jong un or maybe a slightly, like a slightly longer version. It is 2018. Why can't we acknowledge that it's men who are oppressed? <laughs> because we only have a few haircuts that are acceptable. And oh, I want to go shopping. I want myself a nice fancy outfit for a party. What can I buy? Ooh, trousers and a shirt. Do you know also that you it's illegal to wear denim in North Korea? Is it actually? Yeah, Why? low denim because it's seen as like, you know, like denim, it's American. Oh, really? Which, again, it's the just Japanese so iconic. The Japanese invented denim, though. Oh, wait, no, the Imperial Dogs as well. Right, but it's not to do with who invented it. It's just um, denim has became the symbol of, you know, cowboys and, you know, all that bullshit. Mm. Um, uh, not me, Lisa. I wear denim because of my undying allegiance to the samurai. <laughs> the way of life. You know me. 
<laughs> big orientalist honestly like the, the the haircuts thing just killed me and like the part of me is just like I mean I do love a dictator at times not obviously like morally because they do horrible things mm. obviously it goes without saying if you're going to be triggered by that then that's dumb obviously I don't like you know people that are murdering anyone else but you know just on like an iconic level mm. just like the, you know how you're taking it there you're just really taking it somewhere mm-hmm. you know just being like everyone has to get the same haircut as me, you know. I'm just going to be friends with Dennis Rodman. That was another spectacular thing, you know, oh God, the Dennis man. Rodman Vice thing, and it became friends and the Harlem Globetrotters. It was so so weird, and then Dennis Rodman goes back, and it was so awful. The documentary when he goes mm-hmm. back, sponsored by Paddy Power, and even Paddy Power, like horrible, <laughs> evil company, was just like, oh, this is too getting too much for us. Like we yeah, need no, to leave the com- the company that ruins people's lives through like gambling themselves into like debt and despair. Oh it's my like, God. no, this is the line for us. Sorry. And uh, I, I mean, I, I really liked the Mister Kim's comparisons mm-hmm. between because you know we could the the comparisons between America and Britain, mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing, especially the problem with media, right? Obviously, North Korea has a huge amount of problems, but at the same time, the presentation of these countries, comparative to things that happen in our own country, is so skewed Mm -hmm. that, you know, you mentioned some of the best ones, the fact that people, literally, we allow old age pensioners to freeze to death. Yeah. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, we live under, like, a capitalist fascism. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's okay because there's going to be a royal wedding. So, you know, Daily Mail readers just think, oh, royal weddings. Oh, let's just forget about all those poor disabled people that are like committing suicide because their benefits got taken away from them. It's not, it's not even that they forget about them. It's that they don't even believe it exists. They get angry at the thought of you saying it and they're like, no, that's not true. That's not a real thing that happens. You're just saying that because you're lazy and you, you can't be bothered working. Because you can judge... You know, because in a way, yeah, again, like I say, North Korea, huge amount of problems. But, you know, those in glass houses. Mm -hmm. And in reality, you can judge a society by how it treats its most vulnerable people. And how do we treat them in this country? Like I said, we let them kill themselves because we take their benefits away from them. We let them, like, live in places that they can't even get around properly because of their disability, letting them crawl along the floor and everything. Like, that's disgusting. That's a lot of people. A lot of disabled houses isn't suitable for people with disabilities. Really? Yeah, there was a woman, a documentary, I think it was on The Guardian or something, and she can't walk properly. And she can't use her legs properly, but because of the way her flat is, she just has to, like, crawl along the floor and, like, like, slide down on her bum downstairs to get out of her house. She has stairs in her house. Yeah, she has stairs to get out of her house. Not in uh, the house. Right, okay. Like, it's, like, up to a flat. But I mean, you know, it's, like, one of yeah. the indoor stairs. It's bad enough not having, like, access- accessibility to the front door, but I thought for a minute they actually put her in a house with stairs, which would have been really not cool. Well, well house with... What does it matter if you have to get into the flat by stairs also? Isn't that just sort of the same? Just what I just said, literally. Ah, uh, okay. 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 Yeah, and obviously, you know, America, God, God, they have... I mean, let's not even get started on fucking Good America. Good God. But, like, the, the, what bothers me, you know, you know me, I'm a big North Korea guy. <laughs> Stop, people, you need to just... I'm going to qualify it. Right, okay, qualify it. I support the autonomy of third world countries mm. to stay away from imperialist influence. Now, 
I'm just going to give anyone who's listening who doesn't know much, that much about North Korea, because a lot of people don't know about North Korea. Oh, and they only you know about, about media, hear. right? You talked uh. about media, and you're totally right. So we talked about the haircut thing, right? We talked about all this shit. But the problem is you can't believe a lot of the stuff that you hear from North Korea. For example, there was a news article a few years ago that everyone shared about and had a good laugh about. Well, I mean, I don't know why they would laugh at it, but people are the worst. And it was about Kim Jong-un's girlfriend was in a... North Korean musical troupe. I'm not going to call them a pop band, right? Because mm-hmm. they're probably playing like the trumpet or some shit. Yeah. But North Korean musical troupe. And the story goes, there was a sex tape and he found out. And she was executed by firing squad with the rest of her band. Now, that, that news story was shared about everywhere. Kim Jong-un's girlfriend, this fucking musician is killed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just saw her the other day. Just uh, She's heading down to Pyeongchang in South Korea for the Winter Olympics as part of the musical group. Yeah, she's fine. She's alive. No one killed her. Well, this is it. And that's obviously the propaganda against North Korea. But not even just that. It's the percept... Even the things that are true. Like, we only hear about things like the haircuts mm-hmm. and then saying things, right? But we also don't hear about things like... I think they have... I think they have a literacy rate of 99%. I think it's the highest literacy in the world. Wow. Which I'm like, if you need to check that, go and check countries like Scotland, mm-hmm. like the UK, like America, check their literacy rates, which is shocking. It is shocking. Do you know what else you don't hear about from North Korea? <laughs> you don't hear that they have a don't fire first nuclear policy. Because they have that. Publicly. And obviously I want to state here, I mean, that I'm not a particular fan of North Korea. I'm a big fan of South Korea. Um, so obviously, you know, I've chosen my side. <laughs> but, but the issue here is that, for example, with America, the issue... I, I just have this problem with the perception of good guys and bad guys. Mm. You know, that America is the good guys and North Korea is the bad guys. But that's the same throughout history. Like one of my icons in life... Genghis Khan. Oh, yeah, love, love a bit love of Genghis. Him. Love him. Love Genghis. Love, yeah, the actual, pronunci- the actual pronunciation. But Genghis is just doesn't sound as good. I know. But anyway, yeah, people, look how the perception in the West that he was some sort of monster. But, you know, Winston Churchill, great guy. Far more recent. Far more in a more, uh, like, post-industrial, post-enlightenment age. Completely. You know, should be held up as a fucking hero. Look what he did to India. Monster. Absolute monster. monster. Disgusting monster. Murderer. Blood on his hands. Complete blood on his hands. At least Genghis, you know, it was like kill or be killed. And something really interesting at the Mongols, do you know they had like a complete like, they they didn't persecute anyone for their religious beliefs. Everyone just could believe whatever they want and wherever they Well, but people say that like once the sort of Mongol empire was established, like the Silk Road was Mm. actually like really safe to travel on. Yeah. Like, that was the whole, like, the, the, okay, so they turned up at a few places. Now, they did a bit of ransacking. They, they, they did. They definitely did a bit of, of murders and ransacking. Not cool, Genghis. Not cool. That's a bad not Genghis. Cool. Raping and pillaging. Not yeah. great. And, of course, uh, there's no, you're not defending these actions. But, but what, what I'm saying is, yeah, sure, there's blood on their hands, but I'm like, you know, you, mm. I mean, we're sitting recording this in Scotland, in Britain. Mm-hmm. Britain's probably got the most blood on its hands of any country in the world. Yeah. You go to any, any country and the, the, it's disgusting. There's a really good uh, like social media account called Crimes of Britain and they've actually just been banned from Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but it's just sort of like, as an account of all the kind of historical crimes that are carried out by the British Empire in the name of like colonialism and well, things like that. and it's just... Worth a look. Yeah, no, that's definitely... I guess my problem is... It's, 
you know, it's the perception of why we do things. You know, like America and Britain are going to the rescue of these poor little countries. I mean, are these we... these evil dictators. When in reality, it's got nothing to do with that. It's like Saddam Hussein. Like, don't stop acting like you're the good guy and you're protecting people no. from these evil dictators. Well, look at Gaddafi. It, well, this is the thing. But, but again, the way the media presents these things... Mm. I mean, we sound like we're sitting in a basement, like under like a bare light bulb. Well, this is the, pro- no, but this is the problem. Which I want to see, see any time I've spoken because I, I, like, I genuinely am like super interested in like um, North Korea, especially. But a lot of the time, it's about like the kind of like emancipation of third world countries from like you know. I am mm. an anti-imperialist. I'm happy to admit that. Mm. It doesn't make me crazy. I just think that like you know, imperial aggression is a very bad thing. Mm. And I do want to go into a little bit of the history of North Korea because you might know it, Lisa. And I know a little about it. But a lot of people don't know about it. But what you're saying is totally right. Anytime you talk about this, mm-hmm. people just look at you like you are one of these guys that's like, do you know that Bush did 9-11? Do you know that there was aliens at Roswell? Well, uh, honestly, I swear to God, like... Do you know about chemtrails? Yeah, no. Like, you sound like... A, people treat you like you're a lunatic because you're talking about something that's, like, a little bit removed from what the kind of common understanding of it is. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the news stories about North Korea, about Kim Jong-un's girl, like the haircut thing might not even be true. As iconic as it would be, and I wish it was, it might not be true. Don't you say just... that. That's heartbreaking to me. I know, I know. Okay, well, that, that one's definitely true. Well, and a lot of it is we, we perceive a lot of these things from our Western perspective. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a lot, not that haircuts are a common thing yeah. and, you know, forced haircuts, but that's one thing again, that... oh, it's just, I'm a big fan of this, that, which is why I love that National Geographic series called Taboo. Mm. And what I love about it is it presents like slightly taboo subjects. Um, so things like, you know, neck stretching or like, like coming of age rituals scarification and like scarification and, and all well, these different things. Things that but we would look at It also presents things like... like Western things that are acceptable, things like braces on children's teeth, which are kind of torture devices. And if you go to countries that don't do that, they see that as a ridiculous behavior. Barbaric, yeah. Because it's never for, these are just purely an aesthetic purpose. Things like plastic surgery, especially on young people. You know, all these different things. So context really matters when you're talking about these things. But the problem is we only get our one... one we only have that one perception of how things are. Mm. And that's very much this... I think uh, what we're trying to say here is open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> Good God. Bah. But North Korea. Mm. I want to talk about that. Is that okay? Yeah, go. You, let me do that. Okay, so yeah. if anyone doesn't know about like uh, the history of North Korea, before the Second World War, the end of the Second World War, there was no North Korea, no South Korea. There was just Korea. Korea was occupied by Japan um, in the 19th century. And they were occupying force. There's a lot of war crimes that they're still actually trying to make up for just now. They don't have reparations to do with um, the slavery and the forced prostituting of of Korean women as sex slaves to Japanese soldiers, etc. But that's by the by. When the Second World War ended, it ended um, in Asia, obviously, because of the nuclear bombs. But Korea, as part of the Second World War, was uh, quote-unquote liberated from the South but of Japanese people by America and liberated from the north of Japanese people by Russia. Now, obviously, the Second World War just gave way to the Cold War. And the problem was, after the end, after the Japanese had surrendered, you got stuck with Korea, which was divided down the middle between communist rule and, you know, um, dirty capitalist imperial dog rule in the south. So there wasn't actually a north and south Korea. 
the Korean War happened when, um, after sort of raising tensions happened, the sort of communist North tried to take the South in order to reunify. The Americans fought them back up. Um, they were going to nuke, actually drop nukes on Korea at one point. General MacArthur had okayed that, wanted to nuclear bomb mm. Korea. Now, as part of the resisting, quote-unquote, North Korea, on the way back up through North Korea, the American armed forces killed what is reportedly between a third and a fifth of the population and raised something like um, all but two or three cities to the ground. Um, there's plenty of reports of war crimes uh, against women and children and just sort of generally horrific a- actions taking place as the North Koreans were driven back up. Eventually China interceded and um, the line demarcating North and South Korea was left in the middle of the country where it is now. Now, because North Korea was under communist rule, because of the influence of the Russians, they didn't reunify. The Korean War is still ongoing, technically. But North Korea has been isolated from the world since then. Now, they rebuilt during the 70s. Um, that was a kind of, like I guess, what would be considered a peak time in, in North Korea's kind of economic development. Um, they That's when, you know, the cities that you see now were built mm. in the 70s. But what happened was the USSR dissolved. And then... America softened relations with China, so North Korea were more and more economically cut out from the world. So in the early 90s, they were like, right, uh, we're terrified. You have murdered us. You've done this to basically any country that has, in the third world, has kind of a kind of socialist rule America interferes with, whether it's by invasion or by the CIA. You can see what happened in Vietnam. Um, and just, you know, even the slightest look at the CIA and America's influence in South America will show you that it's some bad shit. So mm. North Korea has always had a, had a take an issue with America because America is in South Korea, they have a big military presence there, and they have a bunch of nuclear weapons aimed at North Korea and a bunch of spy equipment aimed at China, but that's a different story. Mm. So since the 50s, the Korea that was fourth into two nations has lived in fear of North America because they were going to nuke them. They have threatened repeatedly to invade because they don't like their political system, and North Korea has been more and more economically cut off from the rest of the world, thus the amount of famine and stuff we mm-hmm. have there. Now, I am not in any way defending authoritarian rule. Um, I think, you know, taking people to a board in a village and executing them for watching Western propaganda is problematic at, at, at the best. Yeah. At worst. Yeah. At best? At best. It's problematic <laughs> at worst. No. It's problematic. <laughs> Deeply problematic. I have issue with it. But once again, it is one of these countries that it lives in complete fear of America and their bringing freedom to the country. Now, what happened with Kim Jong-un is that he saw what happened in Libya. Because Libya had nuclear weapons. Mm. And Libya said, we don't want the Western influence in our, on our politics. We don't want to, you know, Which they are entitled to do. There's yes, their country. They do, do what they yeah. want. If you listen to the conspiracy theorists, this is all about the Illuminati and World Banks, but I'm not going to go that far because I don't believe that. Okay. But then you've got this issue where they were forced or asked to disarm nuclearly, which they did, and then... But then think about that, though. Can I just pause there? Yes. Think about if that was said to any other country that there's a big power. Yeah. Imagine America was asked to... Get rid of all their nuclear weapons. I'm, I'm going to do it officially right now. America, I demand your full nuclear disarmament. Or there'll be hell to pay. Right. Yeah. 
So what happened to, to Libya was they got rid of their nukes, so it was like code green for America to basically destabilise, go in there, fuck everything up. Um, Gaddafi got, you know, brutally murdered in the street, he got a, fucked up the ass by a bayonet to death in front of a baying crowd of people and video cameras and stuff. Which is legit what happened. Which yeah, is no, legitimately shocking. what happened. Yeah, they fucked him to death with a bayonet, basically. Right, but... Uh, and now, in Libya, they sell slaves. Thanks, Hillary Clinton. Right, I mean, this is the thing, but again, it sounds like we're very anti-America. I am. Yeah. So that's, yeah, we sound like it because we are. Um, but the point the point that I'm trying to make is that there is a vested interest for Western media and Western people to have this idea of North Korea. And in reality, they've got every right to defend. Like I said, they, don't, they have a don't fire first policy. And of All the shit about America. There's, there's, again, there's lots of nuked. things like, you know, there's lots of things like work camps and slaves and mm-hmm. executions and all of that that happens in North Korea that should not happen. Oh, yeah, completely. Of course... But you know what? There's also a lot of innocent, young, particularly black children that get shot in America mm-hmm. for no reason. Absolutely. That also should not be happening. Unless... Like, there's, there's problematic elements in every country, but the problem is America and its little bitch Britain, mm-hmm. under the guise of freedom or... Democracy. Demo- all this bullshit... That is what that is bullshit that you are being sold. Don't buy that because that's not true. Yeah, and it isn't. And I guess the problem is when you say you're like anti-America, people think you like hate Americans. I also don't like the politics of Britain. No, that's God, no. nothing to do with British people. It's the the system that we're forced to live under, and until we, there will never be change unless we question it. Absolutely. Um, and but we sound crazy now. Yeah, we do. We do sound crazy. But this is like what I'm saying is all, all the history of Korea. That's not you know. I'm not. It's not conspiracy theories. I've not read that on a dodgy website. That's all well documented truth. Mm. And uh, the thing about this is what blows my mind. They have North Korea has been trying to negotiate nuclear mm. disarmament with America for years by saying, "Please get out of South Korea. Let us reunify our country. Please take your giant because nuclear weapons." Because it's weird if you actually Koreans, whether it's North or South. That's all they talk about. They always say that they wish for a unified country. Yeah. But that will never happen until America gets out of that situation. Yeah, there's some, it's like there 50, is no 50, need for America. Trips. America, yet again, being the pure world police. Yeah. There's more in Guam. America's very pro-Japan, and we know Japan is... Japan is basically the Nazi Germany of the East. Right. Essentially. But it's... I mean, that's the thing. You were talking loads the other day about all the... Um, the stuff that North America were doing in South America. Yes. And it was shocking. Yeah, that's the thing. If you look up the history of like the CIA and Black Ops and false flags and all these, the, the, America is the absolute fucking worst. Politically, mm. not personally. Lots of Americans are great, like them a lot, make some good music. Well, yeah, but we need to be able to separate these things. Yeah. You know, it's like British politics is just, just as evil. But that's not saying that British people, they're, you know what I mean? We're British. You know, I hope that message comes across. People can be very irrational when mm. you're talking about these kind of things. You know, I'm anti-American politics. I don't like their system of government and I don't like how they run their country as I don't like in Britain. I don't have anything against American people. No, American people are, are lovely. Lovely, lovely guys. Unless Gals. you like, voted Trump, then fuck you. you. You are a cunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. People are garbage. Something you said earlier on reminded me of a, what a drunk old man said to me outside a pub once. Mm. And I think he thought he was being like really controversial and funny, but what he said didn't make sense. 
He said, I'm not racist. I don't care who kills them. <laughs> right. So I, I, I've never quite understood what I think what he was trying to imply there was that he likes people to die of any colour or nationality or creed. <laughs> What's so funny about that is just, you know, like the fact that he, so you, you know that he felt really like, yeah, he was like passionate I, about that. I'm saying, oh, I'm not racist. I don't care what kills them. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> right, got it. So... Oh, you really painted a picture there. I did, thank you. Painted a picture with my words. That's why I'm a, a great podcaster. I think that's one of the reasons why I like history, though. Like, yes. for me, see, if you look back in the history of the world, mm. you realise that people are just fucking evil and they do fucking evil same. things. Everyone's terrible. America, fuck me, fuck me. The, the, and, and, and look, again, because this is from Britain. Britain, I definitely, I would say really... It's got to be the number one bloodiest, like, blood-on-their-hands country. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Like, we went everywhere. We just oh, went yeah. everywhere we, fucked we it all up. Shit. Like, no, really horrifying, horrifying, horrifying. But just America just, like, were, like, the kind of ambitious kid sister who just grew really big and just became a monster. I like how you made America a woman there. That was very progressive. <laughs> really progressive stuff. Yeah? Um, good, good. Yeah, it's just you. If you want to know more about America and how fucked up things they do, you should listen to the Dollop podcast. Yes, oh god, listen to the Dollop because you know what? Of all the two podcasts in question here, us and them, they need the promo because they're, they're really struggling. They're not in a as good <laughs> position really as we are. So uh, yeah, but they talk about only American history, and it's really funny. It is very funny. Like it's the very episode with the people after the Civil War. When the people, obviously, the losing oh, side in the God, south, yes. when they go to South America, the Confederados or whatever they were called, honestly, right? is hilarious. They're like fully legit in <laughs> South America, like thinking that they're gonna have to eat monkeys, and they're like in their full outfits. It's just so funny. Just what do you mean we can't have slaves? It's so funny. They just thought they just turn up people, and then people would just work <laughs> for them. And these people are like, "You yeah, fuck off! You're in our country!" Like, oh, it's just such a funny episode. So yeah, stop listening to this podcast immediately and go listen to the doll. Probably. You're right. You're right. I What's should... our advice to Kim? Our adv- I Mr. mean, he Kim. needs. He needs. Sorry, he does Mr. need. Kim. He needs a bit of a PR makeover. He needs to. Well, he's doing it, but I mean, what's what's I mean? We're talking about North Korea, and obviously, like you know, the big fucking big big dick news story is always like North Korea is going to drop a nuclear bomb on you. Today. I have the button on my table, or whatever it was. Yeah, and you know, there's the the fucking. I'm going to call them. I'm going to be the conspiracy theorist here and call them the false flag alerts in Hawaii and Japan. Those exist. Um, but while this is all going on, and America's fucking flexing its muscle about nukes and stuff, North Korea and South Korea marching under a unified flag at the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. And that is fucking cool, and I like also, that. Also, it makes it easier to like be a bit more balanced about North Korea, mm. because I think before, he seemed like a really, like... Well, he is kind of crazy leader. I don't, I don't right? think that... But Kim, I think comparatively to Donald Trump, he actually seems quite chill. I, I actually like don't think that Kim Jong-un comes across as crazy as Kim Jong-il did. Well, that's true. But can we talk about the really most important and shocking part of that whole letter that he wrote in? Yes. The fact that he's only 33. I think he looks great. I am, like, obsessed with this. He's got that cool fashy haircut. Seriously, though? Like, I know, to be honest, his haircut is kind of becoming a pure... I think he's cute. Going to any barber and pretty good that haircut. I would very much like to be his friend. Seriously, though? Just you and Dennis Rodman. Like, no, but mm. see, how is he 33? I thought he was like 53 and I know I knew he was younger because obviously but like he like 
I'm not going to reveal my real age, but I mean, it's not that near to my fake age. No, but it's the, not, It's he's kind of ages with you. Yeah, but that's the true tragedy of North Korea. He's so close to South Korea, yet has no access to that skincare. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That is true. So, at least that's a good advertisement for South Korean skincare, though. Right. Look, I mean, it's like, look at this, look at this. South Korean skincare, you look at least 15 years younger than you actually are. Absolutely. Don't use it. Look how fucking busted you look. Exactly. You look really ancient. But seriously, though, how old are you again? 27. Ugh, stop lying. How old actually are you? 29. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I actually need to... I, are you the same age as Once you get him? past a certain age, you start to stop counting what age you are. So are you actually the same age as him? But you, no, you I, look I'm really way older old. than him. I'm two, older than, two years older than him. How, yeah, that's the thing. How are you older than him? And he has his own country. What do you have? I've got a lot of videos of anime on my computer I don't know what do I have <laughs> nothing I have nothing my life is worthless I have a podcast I have a podcast that no one listens to <laughs> fuck you <laughs> try to shame me seriously though I feel like every I feel like when so people... Mr Kim if you're listening uh, there is a hot Scottish single looking for you right now she has a podcast she has two cats and she likes the haircut thing that you're doing just now so give her a call <laughs> yeah, he needs a. He needs a. He just needs to chill with the executing people. Mm. And part of me thinks that I think. Do you know what my advice to him? I've got a hundred percent hip hop career. Yep. I feel like he just needs to like lean into the craziness. Like get all those weird, you know, like military band people and they like perform and like crazy like accuracy. Everyone's like lined up and they're amazing. And you get it's like weird. I feel like girls like wear spangly outfits and like twirl barrettes and shit. I feel like that's the kind of accordions are really big in North Korea. Mm. I think you should do all this, but like make it like hip hop. You know, like you yeah. just have his outfits on, but like with like gold chains and Bit stuff. Of a contemporary twist. And it could like be like it. a gold, like, nook. Ooh. You know, that could be his chain. And he could just, yeah, hip-hop career. I feel like we would all get on board. Yeah, I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah, that's my advice to him. Good advice. Yeah. Okay, thanks for the letter, Mr. Kim. Thanks, Mr. Kim. Our glorious leader. I love him. Um, okay, ready for the next letter? You're going to like this. Fuck, marry, kill. Donald Trump. Trees me. Fuck Donald Trump. He's- Mr. Kim. Well, Donald Trump is thick, so I fucked Donald Trump. Oh, you'd... F- right, okay. Have you seen that fucking big, long ass? Mm. Oh, gross. Uh, wait, uh, definitely kill Theresa May and marry uh, uh, my glorious leader, Kim Jong-un. But you'd have to live in North Korea. Yeah, are you kidding me? He, he lives well, just because everyone else is starving and gets rice once a That's year. That's true, he good. yeah, it's true. He's, he's thick too, though. Not as thick as Donald Trump. But then you'd have Despite to... Despite that medical report that came out. <laughs> right? But you'd have the to The president has with... one pound under obese. But you'd have to deal with his weird dementia talking, which is definitely what's happening, because he's got dementia, like, 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Could you deal with that? I mean, I would have to kill... I'd... Oh, I'd probably fuck Mr. Kim, marry Theresa May, because then I could still live in the You're UK. You're marrying Theresa May? Yeah, because what I would do... I have Podcast a whole long game. Over. Podcast's over. And then I would kill Donald Trump. I'd have to. Fuck long me. game with Theresa May, though, is she's getting on a bit. I'd slowly make her feel like she was going insane. I didn't I didn't say kill her because I'm sexist. <laughs> well, I would slowly make her feel like she was going insane, you know, like so I could get her in some, some sort of mental institution. You know, like I'd change things. And, you know, like Munchausen to these amazes. Yeah, you're kind yeah. of, but like not, not like poisoner. I'd kind of Munchausen her mentally. 
I see. It's a really long game, but it would be satisfying to me. It would be good. You're going to gaslight her? Yeah. That's problematic. You know, and then eventually I'll have to be like, I don't know what's wrong with her. She just decides that she's forgetting things. She keeps misplacing things. She keeps picking up these crazy stories about people being in the house at night. I don't know what's happening with her. I'm really worried. You know? <laughs> Trees of me in the nut house. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, God. Should I not have said nut house? Is that an on-PC term? I only say that as a way to deal with my mental health issues. No one's crazier than I am, so I say nut house because it comforts me because I feel like that's where I'll end up any day now. I put a content warning right before you say that in the okay. edit. Don't you worry. Next letter. Yeah. Ready for this? <clears throat> okay. Are you, you sure? This mm-hmm. is okay. This first line's gonna really set the tone here, so Okay. I can find an anthropomorphic character attractive. The more human they look, the more attractive I can find them. A while ago I was much more flexible about this. It was okay if they had an animal face. Now I just don't like it anymore. But there's definitely a reason for that. A while ago I had a small talk with this about my boyfriend. We're very close and understanding with each other. However, he seems to believe that me finding an anthropomorphic character attractive means that I want to go out and screw dogs. (laughs) He said these things very bluntly, stating that he'd outwardly believe I find actual animals hot. I tried to explain that no, anthropomorphic cartoon characters and actual animals are very different. He interrupted me, ignored me, and kept saying it's the same thing, and finally said, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I feel pretty humiliated and insulted by that. I pulled him up again to clarify that no, I'm not insane, and animals are not hot. It was hard to get him to even listen to me. Because of this whole dilemma, I'm not really liking anthropomorphic characters anymore. Not even attractive. Attraction is completely gone, and I'm starting to not even like them at all anymore. Even dislike. And I'm almost certain it's because of guilt and trying to fit my boyfriend's wants. It was mostly an innocent interest for me. I wanted to explain it, that's all. And if I insist on talking about it, he outright ignores me, doesn't respond, goes away, does something else. What do I do? Is he right? And is it messed up for me to like furry stuff? Or is he being a jerk? And I'm just taking it. I don't know. Okay, so obviously obsessed with this. I mean, I, I really feel for her. So, obsessed with this. First of all, they're still together. Not that I'm saying that you should split up with someone because mm-hmm. they have t- tendencies mm-hmm. towards anthropomorphic creatures. I, I'm not saying that you should split up with them, but, you know, if that if they have such a problem with it, then, you know, surely they'd be out the door. Personally, I think it's a tragedy that she was so close to going full furry and then he's fucking Well, can we just actually it. just put a... Disclaimer? Is kind of disclaimer. So, technically furries, and okay, why do I know a lot about this? I know a lot about... The longer this podcast will last, the more people will realise that I have a lot of really random, useless knowledge. And a lot of my knowledge is about different subcultures, which includes things like furries. No. Not all furries are attracted to anthropomorphic creatures. But all anthropomorphic creatures are attracted to furries. <laughs> yes. So, some furries, there's not a sexual element at all. Some furries, it's just like an escapism. Some of them like to fuck, though. Right. Chill out. So, there's there's kind of that association with furries that it is just all sexual, which it isn't. I think people f- really find that hard to understand. Same as bronies, which I've written an article about. Check out my website, it's amazing. <laughs> MonaLisaMcLean.com. Um, yeah, so bronies, 
some of them there is a smaller number than than furries, but there is a slight sexual element, horrifying sexual element to it. But for the majority, it is just like escapism and a fun little show that they watch and. You know, they get a sense of community and support and all of that. Well, furries, there is a bigger sexual element, but not all of them. Let's just state that at the moment. But obviously what we're talking about here is is a sexual element, so... Awesome. What I want to know is, why is it okay for every red-blooded man to have a thing for Jessica Rabbit, yet it's weird for me to have a SpongeBob SquarePants fucking android? <laughs> What's that all about? Do you know what I don't... The thing that I find the weirdest thing about furries, mm-hmm. it's just so much effort. Mm-hmm. Like, see when they make those whole suits and everything? Like, you can't just, like, buy them from, like, furries.com. What's your fursona? <laughs> what, in terms of animal? Yeah, or you? I mean, I'm obviously some sort of cat. If I had to be anything, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. I am, like, queen of the cats, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be some sort of cat. What kind of cat? Tell me more about this. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Well, it's time to get thinking. What I'll tell you, you what, I'll get the ball. Okay, right. I feel like you've thought about this. My Do you fursona, want to confess? My fursona. Is this your some sort of coming out situation where you're trying to, you try to ease me in with this problem? Look, everyone thought Bugs Bunny was attractive when he wore the dress. <laughs> My fursona is uh. sexy dragon. Dragon? Yeah, sexy right? dragon. Okay. That's what I want to be, a sexy dragon. What makes it sexy? Has it got like a bikini on or something? It's thick and it's got lipstick on. <laughs> So wait, you're a girl? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I guess. It's my fursona. Leave me, let me be. Is it actually called a fursona? Yes, it's called a fursona. That's a thing. That's what they're called. Your fursona. That's amazing. I did some research. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. I find... See, it's weird. I'm so interested in... My interest is more in, like... Not f- the f- the context of furries, but the people themselves. I think my interest is what drives people to do that. Not in a judgmental way, just in a pure curio- curiosity. Like, what do people get out of it? Why? What drives them to do it? The effort that they put in, is it worth it? You know, all of that's interesting to me. I'm kind of feeling like I'm kind of shit at coming up with stuff. Like, I'm genuinely like, nah, I'd be a cat. I'd be a girl cat. Like, I'd be a cool cat, just like a house cat. Do you, do you want to be a handsome dragon so we can get together? No. Because it can be weird if a, a, a sexy dragon and a cat had sex. Oh, that would be... That's the weird part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the weird part. What was it we were watching where they were saying, like, when there's a furry convention? Are you tell me about this, the furry conventions at the hotels. Mm-hmm. And how they have to, like, employ this extra staff and they just leave, like, fucking shit and come everywhere in all the rooms. But it's okay because they make so much money from it. I mean, I feel like you're paraphrasing kind of what I said. A little bit. Um, That's what I heard. No, but the furry convention, it's not the fact that furries are like really pure monstrously promiscuous or anything. I'm assuming it's just that for any sort of, you know, unusual clique of people, you know, they kind of, a lot of the majority of them will exist purely online. So they finally get to be in Mm. together. You know, in real life, and they just, you know, find it hard to control themselves. I think her boyfriend's being judgmental. How do you know it's a girl? Because I'm a bigot. <laughs> Sorry, I, at first I thought gay guy. Oh, maybe. I go back and hear I don't know why. Saying. I just, that was my first assumption. Oh, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know why. Maybe because furries are more furries men than women. I guess I have a perception that furries are men, but I've actually seen a lot of things where. The furries are women. Okay, so you're also being uh, a bigot, so that's yeah. fine too. 
That's, we're both being bigots, so that's fine. <laughs> Great. Content warning, we are assholes. <clears throat> you're right, no, you're completely right. I put my hands up, that is my privilege talking. It could very well be a boyfriend, or it could be someone that doesn't identify as either male or female. Could be anything, could be a lot of things. This person, whose gender will not be involved with this conversation, <laughs> uh, I feel like their boyfriend, because it's definitely a boyfriend, is being judgmental. Well, but at the same time, right, so if, if you don't get that, right, if you're not someone that's open-minded enough to get that, right, and look, it's not about saying that you're close-minded if you don't want that in your particular relationship. Yeah, if you're not into, like, you know, sexy I, cartoons. Like, whatever. I am all for people being furries, being bronies, being just literally whatever they want. Like, I am, like, the weirder, the crazier, the better. Like, you do you, hun. But, you know, within my relationship, that would, you know, because that I'm not into that. So that, you know, that would maybe be a small issue for me. But I mean, in other words, all you're saying that you could find a kind of... Well, no, like this person pan- obviously does not understand. This yeah. person is clearly, clearly close-minded in terms of they don't understand what it is. To them, they see that as some sort of bestiality, mm. which is obviously really disturbing. But then, I'm sorry, if it's that big of an issue, you're still going to stay together? Surely that's weird. <laughs> I'm showing Lisa a picture of a sexy fox that I found on Google. Tell me that's not hot. That's I sexy. don't understand it. Look how sexy that fox is. I don't understand it. I like, don't understand is, it See, either, to be honest, one of the things, I, I know I've watched tons of stuff about furries, but I am interested, like, what is it? What is the sexual element? Is it, like, the taboo of it being animal-esque? Is it the the mixture of the two things making Most something new? Most furries that I've seen are anthropomorphic, and I think it's just you know it's oh, like completely. a sex map thing. You see like a cartoon when you're younger, and it's like I don't know. Well, I was going to get to that. Is Bucky it that? O'Hare, he was handsome, I guess. But then I don't know. I might. I've never looked at a cartoon like so I, I, I'm again no judgment. I, I, I sexuality you. is. You're like is, the judgmental boyfriend here. Mm, I am. Sexuality is such a, a complex thing, and it's so different for every person. So you know, if you if that's how you roll, then that's how you roll. That's it's hard. the thing is what I don't get about this. There, there are people who are like full blooded furries, and they're on DeviantArt, <clears throat> they're on Twitter, and you know that's what genuinely they're like into sexually as well. Mm. But this is just someone has said that they can find anthropomorphic characters attractive. But then I think the problem is that the boyfriend is clearly not understanding the difference between anthropomorphic animal humans, yeah, exactly. hybrids, like and actual animals. And from my knowledge, I don't think there's any overlap between f- like furries and bestiality at all. Like, I don't think there's any overlap in that within the subculture at all. No, I don't think so either. I think it is mainly about cartoons and costumes and stuff, right? Yeah, completely. And like you said, a lot of people don't even find this sexual. But let's just stay away from furries for a minute. I want to look at this couple here. Okay. Because I think it's... Do you know what, right? It is 2018. You can have a lot of flexibility to your sexuality nowadays. Now, well, um... now who doesn't see a snake with abs and think, what a hunk, right? <laughs> I, if I saw a, a fucking bee with a giant dick, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> cool, Mr. B, that's awesome, right? But what does it matter? He, fucking, he, he sounds like an asshole. He sounds close-minded. Right, he won't okay. even speak to them about it. Right, that's true. But see it from his perspective, though. From his perspective, he is obviously too dumb or too ignorant to understand the difference between those two things. Oh, okay. Well, so if I, if I so genuinely thinking, thought you were fucking animals, yeah. I would break up with you. Well, this is it. But this, just, that's weird, but he's not breaking up. Why would yeah. you just stay with someone and not let yeah, them explain themselves? It does seem a bit of a dick. And let's face it, within a relationship, as a relationship goes on, 
you know, you may have to reveal if that if you're so inclined, you know, may have to reveal certain kinks or preferences that you may have that may be different from the norm or That's different true. from your partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a relationship should be a safe space for you to do that. So it's obviously not a safe space for this person because, mm. you know, they've just been met with that sort of embarrassment and shame. No, I remember the, the first time that I asked you to jam a screwdriver down my belly. <laughs> you were so put off by it. But eventually we got there. <laughs> and now you can go with the wide end first. <laughs> um, talking of horrible creatures. Oh, here comes here comes the sexiest cat in the house. <laughs> Coming out, cool. Are you talking? Oh, you talking about how sexy I am? Yeah, um, I think that this person. Uh, oh, oh my, my god. god! So because we're talking about the subject of of bestiality and animals and cats. We have a guest on the podcast, and it is a really stinky old cat. It's become a tradition at this point to have a fucking visit from him. I mean, yeah, I think that ultimately the relationship is unhealthy mm. purely for the fact that it was met. Where's the communication? Completely. Where's the open mindedness? Completely. That and that's re- ultimately that's the problem. Like, it's so it, to me, it's so childish. Like uh, to to be like, oh, you looked at like a picture of like. A fox that had like you know a handsome body or whatever, and you were like, yeah, I could find something attractive about that. It's anthropomorphic. It's relating to the human form. And you're right. The whole Jessica Rabbit thing is is really important. It's not you like know? they're walking about with a fucking foxtail butt plug. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a little bit of uh, you know everyone. I think I think that anyone, if they're honest themselves, could look at an attractive picture like a drawing of like you know a human fox and be like, yeah, I can see how someone would find that attractive. Uh, I like that. I don't know if that's true. I, f- I find it hard to see that connection personally. Really? Yeah, I, I just, I have like a really terrible imagination or something that I mm. can't see this. You're a bit vanilla for my liking, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but again, I can understand why someone else could see that. I mean, you know, what's what's the harm? Plus, some furries are just really talented artists. I mean, so, so far... You've said that you want to go marry Kim Jong Un. Then you've said you marry. Then you marry Theresa May. Now you tell me you don't find sexy foxes attractive. I'm having second thoughts about this relationship. <laughs> Can I just say I never said I wanted to marry Kim Jong Un. I you don't did. even know where you got that from. Because he's he. You said that he was 33. He'd done so much better than me. Oh, was that me saying that? I what is that what you thought? That's how I interpreted. Ah, okay, right, got it, got that's it. It's canon now as well. That's that's the rule of law. You want to go marry Kim Jong Un? Got it, got it. So yeah, I would say you know that's that's a very close mind to dump him. That's the that's the big that's the hashtag in uh, twenty eighteen. Mm, from yeah, all the sassy Venmo Venmo me internet girls is dump him sis. I agree. That's gonna be the answer to most questions, I think. I think. Dump him, they sis. need to work out their 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 own sexuality and their own sexual preferences mm-hmm. and their feelings towards that. That's for them, that's their own personal journey. But ultimately with in terms of the relationship Someone that you can't have any sort of communication with at all. Like, to shut something down like that and not talk about it is just always going to end to a... bit gaslighty for me as well, the whole life be like... Gaslights, you're like word of the day. That's my word of the decade, honey, <laughs> all right? Uh, yeah, a bit gaslighty for me just saying like, okay, well, you said that, so you want to fuck animals and I won't talk to you about it. Yeah, and that's got to be kind of uncomfortable as well to like mm. for someone to make that assumption that that's what you're meaning and then not allow you to sort of defend yourself, you know? Totally. So, dump him, sis. And yeah, I just um, want to just put it out there that we're pro-furry. Mm-hmm. You do you, Hans. That's it, you know? 
I just have a lot of respect for people that really have that confidence and and courage to like be themselves so totally you know walking about or being in and about in a big fucking furry animal suit it's got to it's got to get you in some shit sometimes it takes a lot of courage definitely and if anyone wants to hook up with a sexy dragon just let me know <laughs> I'll come up with my what is it fursona yeah We'll talk, ne- I'll next pres- week, I'll you'll present do a full, it. A full report I'll on your present persona. it next week. I want week. bullet points. Next week. I expect an Excel, not Excel, what's it called? PowerPoint presentation. I'll do, I'll, I'll come up with something. Okay, should we move on to our last problem? <laughs> yes. Okay, because time's moving on. This is this is going well. I thought this would be harder than it is. I mean, it's just talking. Okay, well, <laughs> this this first sentence of this final problem might take the air out of the room a little okay, bit. Okay, okay, good. Um, you know, I, I love, I love Re- that. Ready for this? Yeah. I liked her better when she was fat. Mm. She was more fun and outgoing then. Was this what you were asking me about things I don't want to talk about? Yes. Were you worried I was going to be triggered because I'm fat? No. Fat trigger warning, everyone. No. This is about a different thing. Last January 1st, she vowed to get fit, and it's been downhill all the way as far as I'm concerned ever since. She has joined a fitness club, and become obsessed with the gym, the classes, and the people who work and exercise there. If she's not making revolting green smoothies, then she's counting calories or boring me rigid with her successes and achievements. As she no longer drinks alcohol and isn't interested in eating anything that isn't super healthy, our nights out are boring and no fun. I used to love drunken sex. All that fumbling and tumbling about in a state of high abandon, it was the best. We used to be noisy, physical, boozy lovers. The neighbours were always banging on the wall and complaining about our screaming, but now it's like sleeping with an ironing board. Sadly, she only has one topic of conversation and that's herself. Yes, I do admit that she looks amazing. She's lost about four stones. She's toned and has lost all of her wobbly bits, which I rather liked, but hey ho, I can fit into tight jeans and tiny tops with ease. I'm not too proud to admit that I also resent the amount of attention she's getting from other men. There seems to be a geek down at the gym who never leaves her alone, and she loves the flirting. Just lately, she started hinting that I should shape up too. How dare she? I love a pint, and my grub. My gut and me go back a long way. I just wish my girl would start remembering and appreciating the fun guy she first fell in love with. Well... Oh my god, he is the worst. Yes, that he is. Grub, that, grub. Like, just legitimately. Ooh, pies and beans. Okay, can Let's I just say, I, I criticise Kim Jong-un for killing people, but see people that say grub, I would, like, if I was queen of this country, no, queens don't really have that power. If I was queen of the world, I would kill people that say grub. First against just the wall, use, Yeah, so like, it, like that's the, one of the first people. You'd be the first people to die. You say grub, ugh, no. Ugh. Yeah, it's like people that say chalky bicky. Oh, people say that? I got so angry Ooh, I threw I'm my phone. A, I'm going to have a chalky bicky. Oh, no. Um, oh, God. This person's the worst. Yeah, sorry about that. Terrible. Oh, so, my God. What I think here is that sometimes when people get into the gym, they do become very dull. Oh, completely. Uh, we, we all know someone that's happened to. Yeah. Because uh, you know what, right? I, I know plenty of people that are super into fitness and super into health, and it's all cool, but it's just a part of their life. It's, it's unhealthy when one thing is all you talk about, whether no matter what it is, mm-hmm. whether it's computer games or... Your fursona. 
your fursona or just going to the gym. Like, you should not just be obsessed with one thing and that defines you. Because, you know, who the fuck wants to speak to someone like that? And we all know someone that that's happened to. Mm-hmm. who's just like, please, please, I don't care about this anymore. Yep. And, you know, it can be hard when you are in a relationship with someone and, you know, over the years people can change. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard when you're changing is kind of, you know happens to move you further apart because he obviously feels there's a distance between mm-hmm. what they were and what they are now. But also, her body, her rules. She doesn't have to look good for you. She doesn't have to do what you say. Well, and Dump you also, him, you, you completely, completely. But I mean, I guess it was him that wrote the letter. Yeah, that's true. But you can't be annoyed at someone for taking care of themselves and no. wanting to be healthy and like, Wanting to change their life, let's face it, in positive ways. Yeah. And, you know, his way of life wasn't sustainable. Cool, you're going to, like, eat bad and drink forever and fumble about together. Like, you get a bit of time when you're young to, like, go for fucking eat a kebab and get drunk and just, you know, fucking have gross, like, sex where someone poos a little bit and stuff. But then... Someone poos a little bit. Well, yeah, he seems like the sort of guy that would let out a little poo nugget during sex, but just keep going, you know? I mean, I love how you're just acting like this is a thing that happens. Is that not a thing? (laughs) I poo, like, all the time. Shut up, oh my God. (laughs) I've never pooed. Too far. I've never pooed. I just, you know, I can't deal with shit. Shit. (laughs) But, like, I think the problem is she's clearly evolving. She's starting, and she's, you know... It's difficult to say to your significant other, maybe you should also work out. Like, that's a, a tough conversation for her, her to have with him. But she did it. And I would imagine, right, by the sounds of him, he likes a drink, he goes a long way back with his belly, loves his grub. He might be in a similar position to me, and that's why I get to talk about this. Because I actually think my heart's going to explode. Right, but it's not... I think the problem is, with this, you might get micro-focused on, like, the whole concept here, being the important parts being mm. weight or aesthetics. Ultimately, that's actually not what's important hmm. because it's more the fact that, like, him sort of living that life. Because you know, you could be the healthiest person in the world and still be f- a bigger person or yes. fat. Oh, yeah, I'm fine yeah. using that word because I am fat, so I feel like I need to use it. So some people hate that word and it's like a trigger for them. But you could be healthy and be fat, but he's not. He's someone that's sort of um, anesthetizing himself, like from his probably a sad life with alcohol and food and sort of, you know, that's not him living a full life. Whereas no. she, regardless to her being looking better or being thinner, she seems to want to have a kind of more active and full life. And I think that's a big part of the problem. And I, I would imagine that she probably doesn't necessarily care that he's thinner, more that he's just not wasting his time. Like, you know... Kind of living a bit like Henry VIII or whatever. Well, yeah, so and a, I think... You know, I picture him as Johnny Vegas from the way he speaks. Well, there's only so much you can drink and yeah. so much... I mean, I yeah, it's just... There's only so just, many like pies and kebabs you can eat. Yeah, like surely you just get a bit bored of that, you know? He seems to take a lot of pride in that, I mean, his lifestyle as and well. And a lot of the time people going on like a fitness journey, hmm. 
or a weight loss journey. It isn't even really about their body or their aesthetics. Well, it starts off as that, but a lot of it is just about self-care or self-growth. Yeah, totally. You know, and perhaps a lot of people make a lot of life changes yeah. during or once they've went on that journey. And I think Definitely. that's the difference. I think that happens with a lot of couples, though. Yeah. Whereas, you know, let's face it, it's hard to be together a long time. Mm. You know, because it's really hard to... You're never going to stay the same person. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, it's like you almost have to run, like, you know side-by-side train tracks, you know? But sometimes the people will grow and change. Differently. And they'll, you know, their train tracks will divert. By the sounds of things, he's... like train track thing? I really like the train track <laughs> Good, thing. right. I'm just going to... Good, right. Let me run this steam engine by you. It's an, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's an idea. The idea is a steam engine. That got was it, a metaphor. Got it, got it. I think it sounds a little bit like he is obviously living a kind of... A really shit British pub guy's version of a hedonistic lifestyle. Uh-huh. And she seems to be pulling too far the other way. Like, all she talks about is the gym and working out. You have to find the balance, That right? could be a reaction to him, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Idiot. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. So, yeah, I think, like, you know, in, in reaction to the fact that he, she seems to be, like, almost, like, leading by example. Whether it's subconscious or not, I don't know. But... I think what they need to do is meet in the middle. Like, So she's on this like health journey mm-hmm. and she's maybe concerned because he likes his pies and grub. Well, maybe and she doesn't want him to die she's before her. feeling a bit better. She's probably eating a bit clean. She's probably feeling a bit more energy. Mm. She's got a bit more energy in the mornings. She's not so sleepy during the day. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm very sleepy all the time. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe, maybe I need to fucking <laughs> hit, hit the gym, you know, try and get some of that energy back. I'm very sleepy <laughs> most of the time. And... Uh, as I as I was saying the other day, like I when I was a kid, I just thought adulthood was going to be like you know getting a car and a house and stuff. In fact, it's just having diarrhea all the time. That's basically what adulthood is. You just get diarrhea, and then that's your life. So um, I feel like I'm projecting a lot onto this problem. Um, I, feel like, I feel like so much of our life spends we spend talking about your diarrhea. I, just, I mean, that's I just what, what adulthood is. It's just diarrhea, twenty four seven. No, and what adulthood is for is for you as a woman. If you're in a relationship with a man, is you just listening to him talk about his diarrhea, and it being just a big song and dance before he goes for diarrhea, and then when he comes out for diarrhea, and you just spend your whole life being like. I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> like, I think it's unique a doctor. Like, please, God, just stop talking about that. So, I what going back away from me for a minute because you know you, you apparently have had enough of my diarrhea. <laughs> so I'll just talk about something else. I guess you're projecting though. I think they need to meet in the middle somewhere because she does sound like a bit of a dud. Yeah, she does. But at one. the same time, you gotta have something to say other than "Hey, check how much I've uh, I clean and jerk on the bench." Squ- well, a lot squats. of it. You know how I always talk. It's like the problem is, and there's this weird. So right, there's two things happening here, right? Firstly, I want to talk about perhaps part of it is that you know, see when you would do something that you feel like beneficial to your life or making a difference for you, making you happier, making you feel better. You want to share that with people that you love. Mm-hmm. It's like how I talk to people all the time about meditating. And they clearly are like, I don't want to do that. Stop talking to me about it. But I'm like, I just want to share it with them because mm-hmm. I'm like, it will make you feel better. Yeah. Just no, do I'm it. Saying, totally. And it makes a big difference in your life. But people are just like, don't want to hear it. So they just think, she's an asshole. She keeps talking to you. Yeah, no, honestly, you're totally right. I tell people all the time about getting a coffee enema. They never go for it. (laughs) Also, (laughs) also, um, the problem with the whole fitness thing is, and it's like, so when you're like, 
I watch like shows about obsessive cleaners. Yes. Now the problem is there's certain behaviour in the world seen as healthy or good behaviour. Mm-hmm. So like being like having a clean house and being really fit or skinny and all these things, right? And they're technically like good, you know, like everyone should have a clean house or whatever, right? But the problem is when you get people that take this to extreme lengths, like obsessive cleaners, and this is no judgment on people with OCD, but you know, people that are obsessively clean their house or people that obsessively go to the gym or work out or whatever, and they're taking it, you know, this is turned into an unhealthy practice. Because it's seen in our society as technically good, Mm. that there's that weird justification. You know, if you watch, like, that show where it's, like, the hoarder and the cleaner, which I love, and maybe because I am slightly a hoarder, I always come down on the side of the hoarder, and I'm like, ah, they seem to have lived a good life. Interesting. Oh, I like that pickled head in a jar. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, what is this? So one guy had a Fiji mermaid once and I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> his, right. his life is perfect. Don't you clean any of that up. But um, no, the, the hoarders always are kind of like, oh, I know I shouldn't live like this. And they really learn. But the obsessive cleaners are just like, nope, I'm right. I polish my coffee table like, you know, th- yeah. three hours every day. Hang on a second. I haven't hoovered the dog in half an hour. And that's not a judgment on, again, people with OCD or people obsessively clean. But it's just that we all need to recognise when behaviour is unhealthy, mm-hmm. even if it's technically in our society seen as good behaviour, like being clean or going to the gym or anything. Any behaviour, no matter how good it is, can be taken to an unhealthy place. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the problem with pe- a lot of time with the, the people that like, exercise loads of work or talk about it, because it's it's almost like you can't be like, please fucking stop talking about this. Because mm. if that was someone talking about like computer games constantly, you'd be like, oh, what's this fucking idiot talking about the fucking dumb computer game all the time? Uh, you could just say it to my face. <laughs> I don't keep saying that. Like I'm having some sort of slide dig at you. You don't even play computer games anymore. I know. Well, there's I no joy left that in my life. <laughs> there's no joy left in my life. You. Mission success. Only took me 10 years. Um, no, I have no problem with you playing computer games, but... It's on record now. I have a recording of you saying that. I'm going to fucking cut that and I'm going to loop it over and over <laughs> through the house. It's going to be a ringtone on my phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, again, it's like, it, as long as it's kept healthy. And I think that's the, oh, the people that are so obsessive about exercise and just like, oh, it's just so tiresome. Like, do you know what? Just do something else for your time. Just do something else. But then, you know, this all could be because I'm biased and I'm fat and I'm actually secretly jealous of them. I think that these people need to meet in the middle a little bit. I think he will find if he, you know, maybe fucking stops being such a fucking selfish dick and actually takes part in her interests. Well, because you know that's a big thing for me. Well, this is the thing. Has he ever even tried to see it a bit from her perspective? I to be honest, like you say meet in the middle. You say meet in the middle. I say he's like thinks he's some sort of fucking modern Caligula. Like I think he should fuck off. Dump him, sis. Yeah, dump him, sis. Ugh, just oh, so. God, so many women just stay with these terrible guys. I know she's got herself looking all hot. She's got some suitors in the gym. That's the thing. She needs to get a hot new guy that she can go on like hill walks with. Perhaps he's like a handsome divorcee and they could go on like, you know, like hill walks and then like active holidays Mm. where they go like, you know, yes, all that kind of stuff because that's her new life now. And they have like a joint Instagram account where like, you know, people get to see their like holiday. I mean, I hate those people and like would murder them if I met them. But at the same time, I'm like, you do you, you be happy. Leave your fucking fucking beer swelling, fucking grub. Ooh, I just want to have a bit of rumpy 
pumpy when I've had a pint of lager. I mean, honestly, Fuck off. I love how that's his, like, honestly, do you know some people's problems in the world and his problem with his whole relationship? Like, he is genuinely unhappy because he doesn't get to have drunk sex and because his, his wife is just, at, is just fit. I mean, honestly. I know. Good God. Good God. I hate him. So, I think that's probably all we've got from this episode of Dump Him, Sis. Rebrand. <laughs> Tune in next week when we will definitely be back with another episode. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah. So please, I'm sorry for the people that... that Please come back. If anyone was disappointed that we're not here, thank you. I mean, no one was. No one cared. Let's face it, no one's listening. I know. I didn't get no fucking emails. No one's listening. <laughs> Until next time, I need to go and have some diarrhea. Oh my god. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye.